This is the Dallas Morning News. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's Friday, November 17th. Today's forecast calls for mostly sunny skies with a high of 69 and a low near 55. Saturday will be sunny and pleasant with a high of 70. Sunday will bring some rain and the possibility for a thunderstorm with a high temp of 67. Here are today's headlines. As the fight over education savings accounts rages on at the Texas Capitol, questions about tuition costs continue to bubble up in debates. Lawmakers' latest proposals suggest giving families between about $8,000 and $10,500. Any set amount is far from a done deal, as legislators debate the voucher-like ESAs, which would provide public dollars for Texas families to use on private schools or other education-related expenses. The House is expected to debate the fate of voucher-like legislation today. Some critics say the proposed amounts aren't enough for many low- or middle-income families to access private schools. So how much does it cost to attend private school in Texas? The median tuition statewide was just over $9,800, during the 2021-2022 school year, according to the Texas Private Schools Association. However, the tuition of those campuses that specialize in special education is higher, with the average cost being more than $19,000 in 2023-2024, according to the site Private School Review. In the Dallas area, some schools can run up to nearly $40,000. To pass education savings accounts through a reluctant House, Representative Brad Buckley is trying to thread a needle. For the sake of snagging the votes of skeptical rural Republicans, Buckley wants to spend as much money as possible. In the bill that hits the House floor today, Buckley is proposing to wheel out billions in additional funds for public schools and their teachers and staff. But GOP lawmakers such as Buckley and Speaker Dade Phelan also have joined other top Republicans at the Capitol in recent years in shying away from voting to exceed a state spending limit approved by Texas voters in the late 1970s. They have plenty of money, but they fear a backlash from the GOP base if they bust the cap, so they leave money on the table unspent. Or they push spending into constitutional amendments because an expenditure blessed by voters does not count in calculating the spending limit. In other news, they are horrors previously only described by the survivors of some of Texas's darkest days. In Terror on Repeat, the latest installment in a series that aims to examine the role of the AR-15 in American life, the Washington Post published Thursday never-before-seen photographs, videos, and first-hand accounts from the immediate aftermaths of several of the nation's deadliest mass shootings, including local massacres in Allen, Uvalde, and Sutherland Springs. Without them, 
The Post's executive editor, Sally Busby, wrote in a column preceding the story that the public cannot grasp the full scope of an AR-15's destructive power or the extent of the trauma inflicted on victims, survivors, and first responders. The story does not include photos from this year's mass shooting in Allen, where on May 6th, a gunman opened fire outside Allen Premium Outlets, killing eight people. Instead, the Post shared the moments the lives of an outlet mall shopper and employee were split into before and after, or what Busby called the sudden transition from normal life to terror. When the release of body-worn camera footage was in question earlier this year, relatives of other Allen victims said publicizing graphic imagery would be an invasion of privacy and asked officials not to show their loved ones on the worst day of their lives. And finally, the physical and mental health of North Texas children over the last two years is a mixed bag, with encouraging advancements in areas such as asthma rates and births by adolescent mothers, but worrying increases in obesity and diabetes and fewer vaccinations. The bottom line from the latest Children's Health Beyond ABC report is that access to the programs and support systems meant to help the DFW's most vulnerable children and families is waning, which threatens to undo any progress made for children's well-being. The report, released in partnership with the University of Texas at Dallas, comes out every two years and looks at data across seven counties, including Dallas, Tarrant, Collin, and Denton. The findings in the year's reports tell a story all too familiar to many North Texas families. Nearly one in six children in Dallas County had no health insurance in 2021. The number of children enrolled in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program sits below 2018 levels. Thanks for listening. For more on today's stories and for the latest breaking news, visit DallasNews.com. I'm Steve White. Enjoy your weekend. And I'll be back Monday with more. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.